What is going on, you guys? Welcome to the Strong Life Podcast with Kendra Jarrett. I'm your host, Kendra Jarrett. I probably don't need to keep saying that, but it's like it's become a habit at this point. Um, listen, before I share the show, if any of my content ever anywhere has been helpful to you, please five-star ratings for this show, share the show, and that is the the fee that you can pay. That's all I ask. That's actually super helpful to any creator, just so you know. So thanks in advance for that. Um, and sorry, that's a little greedy asking for something up front before I've delivered anything in this show, but I think you get the point there. Um, so today I want to talk about, believe it or not, one of the arguably more challenging parts of a fitness journey. So it's maintaining your results. And I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, people have a lot of trouble with maintaining. And I think perhaps even have a little bit of a idea of what it might be like to maintain versus what it actually is like to maintain. And so there's a, there's a whole bunch of reasons why it's difficult for people to achieve this. I'm going to go down the list of the few things that I see out there. And I know you'll be able to relate to this. And for those who have been able to maintain, who have been with me maintaining for a couple of years, a few years, this, sometimes I think my content is just, it's basically like affirming and reinforcing what you already know and experience. And it probably feels really good to hear it. Like, okay, I'm doing those things. Or it gives you an opportunity to assess like, holy shit, that was the old me. And, and, you know, I don't do that anymore. And that's good news. So um, why you struggle to maintain, and then what we can do about it. Um so the number one, and this isn't in any particular order, and there are more, trust me, but I want to keep this, you know, somewhat contained. So a lot of people come to me and it, it could usually be around the first of the year with a panic, like kind of in a panic. I got to get this weight off, you know, my son's wedding, my daughter's wedding, and I want to look my best. And that can be a huge motivator for people. And I've had people do that before. Um, during COVID, some people knew they were going back to work and they had gained a bunch of weight and they want they were highly, highly motivated to lose the weight. You know what I'm talking about, right? You're just you're just motivated to get the ball rolling. So you race to the finish line. You focused only on the scale. You didn't build a community to hold you accountable. You didn't create any flexibility. You didn't even think about what would happen after you reached your goal and you let things get too far and never created boundaries around the whole entire process that you had to go through to get that 30, 40, 50, 20 pounds off, whatever it is. Um, a lot of people go back to what worked for them before. I've watched uh, somebody really close to me do that recently. Um, he just slashed calories to an unsustainable place, probably lost a lot of muscle mass during the process just based on the caloric intake as compared to who that person was, was not healthier uh, and just got kind of just, just lost, lost a lot of weight. Um, didn't really learn about, you know, kind of anything about the process of what it is actually happening to the body when you're going through rapid weight loss. 
focused on only protein. Uh, so caloric intake was way too low to be sustainable. That again, only ever could have gotten you weight loss and never could be sustainable. And then you don't have a plan, you don't have support, and you don't have any boundaries for after that, uh, that kind of season of fat loss or weight loss is over. You see this a lot with bodybuilding competitors who go through a diet um, and they're really strict. They have a coach, they're following a plan. And as soon as they come off of it, they go on the binge forget about coaching and are almost unrecognizable in the course of just like a couple of months physically, because you also have to remember when you diet to that unhealthy point to, to quickly lose weight, your body is ripe for adding muscle or adding body fat after that. Your, your, your body, remember your body does not want what you want. It wants to survive. It wants to be fat and happy as you know, it is great at storing body fat and it, it takes 10 times as long to lose it because it's, it's a survival mechanism for your, for your body. So I think people don't realize that with really restrictive diets, especially ones that cut out a lot of calories or total entire macronutrients like carbohydrates in the case of keto, and you're not educated about what's happening you don't realize the how quickly you can gain weight back. Um, usually after a diet, let's use this case of 30 pounds to a wedding in just a couple of months or a few months. Um, you go to the wedding, you have a couple of drinks, you have foods you've never you ha you haven't had for a while. You get a taste of the good stuff and you're kind of back and it doesn't show up on the scale right away, but it will show up on the scale then you sort of stop paying attention and you go back to your old lifestyle, old ways. And it's just, it just sucks. And it's easy, easy to gain the weight. And because you didn't build any skills around mindset, um, you don't have a community or a coach to hold you accountable, accountable. You haven't learned anything about flexibility. It's just, you're sort of right back to your old ways. And that's, that's where people are like, I'm just all or nothing. Well, in order to lose body fat and change your whole entire lifestyle, you have to be all, you really do. Like you, if it's all or nothing, go all in. I, I say that all the time, but you can change what that looks like. The other piece of the race to the finish line, you never intended for this to last forever. Somewhere in your mind, I think you, you were hoping it would, but you didn't really have a plan and you're focused on the scale. and there's so much information out there now online that you can get around mindset. And we all know better, but it's very different when it's you and you're the one going through it and you desperately want to lose this weight. And the scale does seem like the only thing that's important and that matters. But that's the second part of why it's hard to maintain because once you reach that goal, you know, you have no tools and there's no new goal. It was only the scale. So now what? And I have a lot of clients right now that I'm thinking of that are in a place where they can see they're going to reach their goal. And they're already asking me, like, what should I do to prepare for this? And to me, that is great progress. You know, they may have come in for weight loss, but now they've been with me a while. They're educated on, yes, weight loss, of course. 
yes, that's a reasonable thing to want. And we should want that for many of us who are just simply not healthy and carrying way too much body fat, way more than we need. But at the end of the day, there has to be something bigger than the scale. Because if the scale was enough, nobody would be overweight. It's it's not enough of a motivator. And when you come off that diet and you've been depriving yourself and you get a taste of the good stuff, you need to have something to hang on to more than just the scale because it's going to go up. Um, the other thing I mentioned is community and accountability. So if it's just kind of you and the scale in your own little world, once you reach that number and that event is over, and you don't have a plan, you don't have anyone else that's, you know, um, influencing you around you, or you kind of are so happy to get back to your drinking buddies that you kind of slip back into that old, old lifestyle that you had without really realizing that that might have been part of the problem. Um, you just tell your friends, like, I'm not drinking for a while. People do that. You know, they're like, or I'm not, you won't see me for a little while. And they kind of back out. And then once the diet is over, they're, they're all back in. Um, but you may need to reassess some of those things and find a community that can support you um, so that you don't keep backsliding. With me, a lot of my people will reach their goal and I won't hear from them for a while. All the things that they did to get to their goal, they stopped doing. When all the things you did to get to your goal, you need to keep fucking doing those and then build on that. Some might change a little bit, but... Um, you know, when you come back 15, 20 pounds heavier, it's so hard for people. In the case of health and fitness, what got you to your goal, you have to keep on doing. And and listen, it's easy to overeat, isn't it? Like it's so easy to overeat. And once you start tracking your food and you have that accountability and visibility, you should be learning and thinking about like the lifestyle choices that got you overweight, so overweight that you're uncomfortable and you're unhealthy. And those, you really need to assess those. And that can be done through the community and just visibility of what you're consuming. Maintaining your body weight is usually three to 500 calories more than you did to lose the body fat. That's not much. I always say to my team, that's like an apple and a serving of almonds. But a lot of people go back to like, you know, burgers, fries, pizza, and, and beer. But those, listen, those things aren't bad. It's just that you can't, you can't go hog wild after a diet. You will pay the consequences and it's going to take you a week or two weeks to get back on track. So remember the, the little margin of error is small. It's easy to overeat. So if you're working with me, we've probably got you in a 500, 300 to 500 calorie deficit. And that's not a lot of wiggle room. It really isn't. I can't emphasize that enough, how easy it is to overeat. Um, so you really have to be cautious and remember that what got you to the body composition you have, you're going to need to maintain that. Now you may be able to bring in a little bit more flexibility, but I do have people now who are learning how to do that. Once you reach that, that goal weight, um, and we know what I'm talking about here, we reach a goal weight. So you get to 140 pounds, for example, and you're like, okay, I like this. This feels good. Once you start introducing a little bit more food, the scale is naturally going to go up. 
You're never going to hold on to that one number always, right? We have excess stool in the body. Remember, once I start eating more carbohydrates, those carbohydrates also bring in water. So I've got for every gram of carbohydrate stored, I have four grams of water. That's weight. Grams are weight. So a lot of people get freaked out. You know, they got to their 140 goal weight. Part of that was we manipulated carbohydrates and fats and total caloric intake. And then we give them a little bit more because now it's time to maintain. The scale goes up a few pounds and they freak out. Don't do that. Don't freak out, right? Because you have edu you're educated now and we worked on things beyond just the scale. But for those who can't maintain and keep yo-yoing, you never did that. You never learned more than the scale or more than calories. You never learned the why behind the what. Why are we doing this? Why is this important? I mean, the human brain needs to, you're, we're not just robots and no coach should be like, just do it because I told you, I guess, unless you're a prep coach. But understanding why you're doing this is so important. Creating flexibility. So this is, if it fits into your macros, try it, okay? And that creates the longevity and the lifestyle sustainability. If I told you, you could never have pizza again, like that's sad. That's a very sad thing. But if I said, you know, fit it into your macros every once in a while, macros being macronutrients, remember protein, carbohydrates, and fats, that's our diet and total caloric make, uh, intake is made up of those three macronutrients primarily, um, fit it in there, you know, let's see what happens. Um, food quality is important. Nutrient dense foods are important, but like, it's also important to have some flexibility and that's studied. Um, there's a great study by um, my future professor, Bill Campbell at uh, USF and who a woman who was my coach and is now a peer of mine um, and a trainer. It is uh, Lauren Conlin. They did a study for her uh, thesis that was on flexible dieting and time and time again, people who maintain their results have a flexibility to their diet as opposed to somebody who you just give them a meal plan and boom, eat this, don't ask any questions. That doesn't lead to long-term sustainability. It's one of the reasons why I don't really do meal plans for people because people say all the time, oh, oh gosh, you know, I'd be able to do this if, if, you know, I knew what to eat and what time I've done that. And people are not more successful. I feel like they, <laughs> I feel like they're more defiant. Like, don't tell me what to do. So you, by you creating flexibility through a, a macronutrient style, you know, diet and approach is so essential to your long-term sustainability. So you have to be able to, you know, when you're on a crash diet to lose 30 pounds for a wedding in six weeks or whatever it is, you are think you're having, oh, I cheated. You're doing all that, all that diet language. When you are working on a sustainable lifestyle, you aren't thinking like that and talking like that. And that's a huge part of what I coach with my people is like, let's just talk about it differently. If I can create kind of a different perception of what I'm doing, I, I will behave differently. If I think I'm in a race to a finish line, that's different than a long-term sustainable lifestyle that I'm going to start to enjoy. So the flexibility around 
trying to fit in some things. Like if you have a craving and you want a donut, go have a donut after you work out. It's the best time to have it. Fit it into your macros. You may not get a ton of other food that day, but that's okay. That's a choice you made. Um, and you have some flexibility to do that. Now you can't just expect to like live on junk. That's not what I'm talking about. You have to clean up the diet. You need to focus on micronutrients also, water, sleep, all the things, but it's a, it's a process that, that you can adopt. That's not just like, I quickly desperately need to lose this weight. I'd rather have it take you two years to lose 30 pounds that you, that you keep off for the rest of your life than six months to lose 30 pounds. It, it for me as a coach, people gaining the weight back is, is the worst thing. It's the hardest thing. It means that we didn't make the connection for you that on how to make this a lifestyle. I mean, listen, I can't change the wiring in everybody's brain, but the message is the same. This has got to be long-term, sustainable lifestyle. This is forever. I was just talking to my brother about that who lost 50 pounds. He looks fucking amazing. He's 50, let's see, he's 51. Yeah, 52. He'll be 52, I'll be 50. He looks amazing. And we've been talking about sustainability, lifestyle, protein, it can't be because he's used to crash dieting and then he gains the weight back. So he's starting to learn like where his triggers are, that he needs to eat more food. He likes to diet and more of a crash, you know, because he's just like when he's sick of being overweight, he's sick of it and he knows how to crash. But now we know he needs to sustain that forever. So we were talking and he's he's a smart guy. Like he's not like many of you. He's like, you know, you think I could do this, but it's hard for people when you get cravings and you give in, you get a taste of the good stuff. And now you're down the bad path again. You know what I'm saying? But we talk about now before he's finally kind of reached his goal and he's switching things up a little bit. We talked about like, this isn't, this is forever. And I, I, like reverse back and hear that again, this is forever. This isn't for a wedding or a event this is forever and once you start on the process of losing 30 pounds and you lose 30 pounds never do that again like commit to yourself today that i will i'm not doing this again i'm not doing this again and do whatever you have to do to learn how to make this a lifestyle long term um, and I know it's hard. Trust me, I, I get it. And I've seen people go back up and kind of get a control of it. Um, I just got a message from somebody the other day who's like, yep, this was me again, trying to look for balance. But let me tell you, go back and listen to my episode on balance. I'm probably a little biased because I get these messages often about people who have tried to look for balance and then fucking gain 20 pounds again. You know, it's like, it's super frustrating for them. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm having a swearing day. But it's hard to watch because I, I get it. Like, I, I get that. I have high, high empathy. It's so frustrating for people. Um, so in, in the effort to find balance, a lot of people just go back over the edge and they've gone to their all or nothing mentality again. I would say to you, you're probably just not ready. You probably still really need boundaries and you didn't set up boundaries during the process 
that are helpful to you. You don't have a resource to, to say, hey, listen, I'm struggling. I need your help. You, that's where the community and accountability of a coach that loves you, that cares about you, that knows it's not easy comes into play. You got to have those people around you. If you have a fat loss goal and you've always had, and you've been a yo-yo dieter, it's hard. And you got to, you got to reach out and start doing things that are super uncomfortable for you to be able to, to push past. I, I mean, I have a friend who's was overweight for a long time and, um, has finally gotten into a great place. And um, even though things like marathons, Dave Goggins, four by four by 48, those types of things aren't ideal for a fat loss goal. And I would get to that more later or go, go back and listen to my episode, three pillars of fat loss. Those are performance goals, but those are so important to her being able to maintain this lifestyle. I would rather have her 20 pounds from where she thinks she should be and maintaining this lifestyle through activity and performance and achievement than just obsessively focusing on her physique because she can do everything she wants. She looks fantastic. She's inspired others. And, you know, she's she struggles with that, but she keeps putting out goals for herself to keep her engaged. She's doing that. Nobody's telling her to do that. Nobody's doing that for her, but she's seeing the value of her community and being around other women who want to flourish in their lives too. And it's, she, I guarantee she came to me with a number on the scale in mind. And I bet you a million dollars. She could care less about that at this point. Uh, probably I know in the back of her mind somewhere she wants to continue making improvements and we will but right now the the goal is to like just live life and have an amazing you know physical body that will do things for her that she cannot even believe and I have dozens and dozens of women who somewhere along the way when they invested and stopped fixating on the scale became much more obsessed with being strong and the fact that they know all these amazing women and they're part of a community and they have some flexibility and you know they lost 20 pounds maybe they feel like they have 20 more to go but maintaining it right now that's a win that is a win so you have got to get on more than the scale and create that flexibility during your journey, I also mentioned showing up and thinking about what is going to happen after you reach this goal that you think you have. And if you're really doing this well, it soon the scale will become somewhat arbitrary, although it's a, it's a measurement we need, or I like to have personally, um, not all the time. And if somebody's struggling with it, we deal with that. But um you have to have that plan for after. If you've done all the things and started changing the mindset and the habits, the way I've described is sort of a natural byproduct is that you're like, you just, you're just excited for the next thing. I do want to talk about boundaries before I wrap this up. So boundaries are, I think these are probably the secret. I think when I think of tracking food to me, that's a boundary. When I think of boundaries, I personally think of self-care. 
That's what they are to me. And maybe you can start thinking of them that way too. So for me, a boundary would be my food intake. I've said this before. I'm a natural overeater. I'll overeat. I just will. I like to eat. I eat, will eat too much uh, food at one time. I, <laughs> I just do. So I have to set up boundaries for myself where I am able to enjoy food, but that I know I'm not going so far outside of my boundary. I'm going to have a body composition that I'm not comfortable with. And I've tried it. Trust me. I've tried an uncomfortable body composition and I don't, I don't like it for me. It's if I don't feel good, I'm uncomfortable. And we all have our, our place, right? You could, you would be like, that's crazy, Kendra, but that's me. And that's, I get to decide what I'm comfortable with. And so do you. So setting up boundaries helps me as a person and many of my clients from getting just letting things go too far. Um, so for me, the boundary is so important. A boundary is it, it helps me define things that I like, things that I don't like. It helps me set kind of distance between people and myself, habits and myself, and on and on and on. It's how I keep myself healthy as a person, mind, body, spirit, boundaries. They're not like, they don't have to be hard and rigid and rude, but boundaries are important. And when I think about, they help me keep things in that are important and they help, help me keep, keep things out that are important. And they're essential to healthy relationships and a healthy lifestyle. So setting a sustainable boundary is it, these are skills and they are important. And we, I'll do another podcast episode on them, on what are boundaries and why are they important? But this is one, when you start to enter into a healthier lifestyle, that's going to lead to fat loss and weight loss. I would keep a journal every single day and notice things in your life that you let in and things in your life that need to go out. And when it comes to food, that's really important. I, I'd say having, you know, quote, trigger foods is probably a boundary. They probably need to stay out of your house. I know you're like, oh, but I have kids. Well, probably the kid, if it's garbage, they shouldn't be having it either. You know, it's better for everyone. So boundaries are important because they, they set the basic guideline for how you want to be treated. And when I say that, it's also how you treat yourself. So to me, boundaries build trust with ourselves, and they help us set the standard for who we are, who we want to be. And I know this sounds probably deep for, you know, body composition, but it's not, it's all in there. It's all part of it. It's all part of this idea that you're like my whole life, I put everyone else in front of me. And now look, I'm 50, 60, 70, 80 pounds overweight. Okay. That's a boundary. Who are you letting in that's doing that to you? That is not a, a, a person that you need. And most likely it's you. It's just you. It's nobody does this to us. It is us. And when I say that, I always feel like that is good news. 
it's good news. It's you. That means you can undo it. That means you can reset boundaries. That is so important to know that you have the power to do that. And you do. You really do. But first, you have to know what they are, right? Um, you know, you have a you have a workout planned and somebody says, you know, I need this from you and you drop the workout plan and go do that. You, those are the types of things you have to assess. You have a meal plan. You decided you pre-tracked your food and somebody says, you know, we're going to go out for pizza. You need to figure out how you set new boundaries with those types of things. When you go out, what is your boundary there? How do you, how do you make decisions when, you know, somebody else decides they have an agenda for what you're going to consume? Those are all boundaries. And the reason that people can race to the finish line is because a lot of people can be like, I'm on a diet for eight weeks, leave me alone. But when you're deciding to change your lifestyle, which is sustainable over time, those habits and decisions become much more difficult. You, you, you have to decide what the, the kind of boundaries are for you that you can live with. And that's why it's super important to have support. Cause if you're trying to do this alone and you're sort of fighting every battle, um, it can be very difficult. These are important things to be able to talk through. But if you start looking at my health and fitness as self-care, and that's important, and, and you got to stop using your kids as the reason you're not healthy. That's about as backwards as I can think, right? Like your kids need to see you taking care of yourself. Your kids need to see you, uh, you know, go to the gym, your kids need to see you create a healthy meal and understand why you're doing it. Not like mom's on a diet. Like, no, these are the things it's important to have protein. We need to have enough food, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You see what I'm saying? The boundary is that your health and your fitness is important and comes first. And then what? You know, that old like comparison they in the plane there it's like totally counterintuitive but you need your oxygen before you could help anyone else and i know that's so stinking cliche but it's true and this is the same you have to start putting health and fitness as the boundary this is important to you and that you will you will gain self respect and that will help propel you into a lifestyle that is sustainable and no longer just a race to a number on the finish line to get to the wedding and you're only going to gain the weight back cuz you never learned how to maintain this and you never learned how to think about things differently and all of that takes time When you are maintaining, you need to learn your limits. You need to know yourself, I say. Know thyself. And that is, that's not easy to do, but you have to know yourself. And when you're like, uh, so many women I work with, they're, you know, they'll, they'll do a check-in and they'll be like, all right, I'm going to go on vacation, like see how this goes. And they come back, they're like, I did it. I only drank one or two nights. Normally I would have drank seven. I, you know, I had a couple of indulgences, but I didn't have all of them. I only gained a pound when I came back as opposed to five or 10 pounds that I normally gain. And when you have a resource that you can bounce that off of, or, a, you know, friends that share that with you, that support you, it makes such a huge difference, but you have to know. So some people, 
who have reached their, their goals would go on that vacation and say, like, I still, I, I can't, like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to go hog wild. I know exactly what's going to happen. And I have some people who are ready, but it's something you have to know about yourself. And again, like, I don't care if it takes two, two years to lose 20 pounds, if you maintain it for the rest of your life. And I have a lot of people who work at those kind of, they work in that way. Like it's like seasons, you know? It's hard to be in a caloric deficit forever. It's hard to just be pushing, 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 you know, improve body composition. There are seasons where people just seem to need to take a breath, take a little bit of a break, even if it's a day or two and get back on track. Uh, but you have to know that about yourself. That's that's really important. Um, so I can't emphasize this enough, how difficult maintenance is. I can validate that. Um, but if you are setting new goals and prepared for it and truly, truly learning, I, if you're my age and you've been yo-yoing or you've just never been where you want to be and you start like working with me or I always say, you know, think of it like you're getting a master's in you. You know, I'm, I'm like, aren't you tired of doing this? Isn't it getting old to wish you had one thing, but you have something else when you really, all of it is in your control. You just have to take it one day at a time. Um, yeah, you could stop eating or go 1100 calories and do a ton of cardio and you would lose weight, uh, but you will gain it back and you will lose a lot of muscle and a lot of lean tissue. And that will be a huge problem, especially if you're my age. So think about making this a lifestyle, adopting the things that will help you improve as you age beyond the scale. Like you guys, at some point, none of this shit is going to matter to us. And what's going to matter is that we can get up off the floor, that we can go downstairs safely, that we can drive with some level of focus. And, you know, that's coming sooner than, than later. This is about aging well and you have every incentive to make this a long-term lifestyle that lasts forever and that you could even maybe make some improvements. Imagine that like at 50, I'll, I'm like, I'll be in better shape at 51. That's pretty cool. I'll be 50 soon, but it's like, you know that. And I think a lot of women I work with have that same, like, it's exciting. Um, but really, really do everything you can to get off the diet train, get off the, the train of short-term fixes. Cause those are the problem. The fad diets are oftentimes the problem too. And I'm not trying to bash them if you've done them and had some success, but if you just said, I'm changing my lifestyle and I'm going to work on changing my habits so that I can sustain these results that's a much better pro approach than race to the finish line. I got to get this bat weight off immediately and never doing the brain work that is needed to be able to maintain these. Really focus on setting new fun goals and keep your mind open to the idea that even if you're like, but I don't like to exercise, you might. You, some people don't exercise, don't like it because it doesn't feel good because you're out of shape and you don't know how to do it, but really focus on all the pillars of what it takes to create that healthy lifestyle. And, and if you can do that and maintain that mindset, stay plugged in, 
the chance of you maintaining your results will be much, much greater. So please comment, like, subscribe, drop me a DM. I do my best to get back to people. And um, let me know if you have any questions and understand that it all takes time. So be patient. Never, ever, ever give up on this and stick with it. You'll be so, so glad you did. And um, again, if you're on that journey, commit to this being the last time that you've gone through this, this weight gain and weight loss process. Okay. You'll be glad you did.